which I know firsthand that a lot of Christians invited their unsafe friends to go see. Yikes. I would feel like I wouldn't want to be a Christian after seeing that. Welcome to A Couple Thoughts. I'm Natalie Hernandez. And I'm Chris Hernandez. We are a married couple who like to think and discuss a wide array of topics. Anything from the importance of cats to the importance of... The Bible. The Bible. (laughs) Etc. Etc. And everything in between. (laughs) Two very important things. (laughs) Very. Some would argue the unimportance of cats is more important. Yeah, well, I'll, I would take, say the, I'll take them on any. I would say the importance of cats and the unimportance of small dogs. <laughs> there Sorry, you go. people. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Just being real. With a few exceptions. A few exceptions of little dogs. So, today is a very special day. Why is that? Today is Father's Day. So, mm-hmm. I want to say happy Father's Day. Chris has now been a father for almost two years. Almost. Almost. Unless you count the womb. And the then womb. it would be... Uh, more than two years. A little more than two years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a special shout out to all the dads. Oomba. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Um, happy Father's Day to my brother. All those awesome dads out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in this day and age, with the scary high number of single parent homes, fatherless homes, fathers are needed even more now than ever. So to those of you, to stepdads, to um, adoptive dads, father figures, a, a father figures, people. all the above. You guys are awesome. Thank you for stepping up. Thank you for taking responsibility and loving, loving the kids. Mm-hmm. Whether they're yours or not, you're, you could be a father in someone's life. So, thanks, dads. I love dads. My dad's awesome. Hopefully, eventually we'll have him on here. To, uh, he's kind of a hoot. I don't know. He could, <laughs> he could get us kicked off the air, but that'd be kind That's of. That's very true. <laughs> He is a white male policeman, so good luck with ex-military, ex-police officer. But he loves a good Jane Austen novel, so That's you very can't true. you can't put him in a you can't put, put him in a box. Put him in a box. None of this identity politics. Can't yeah you can't. Well, as soon as What's you his intersectionality? You know, you're probably, oh my gosh, white you, male cop loves Jane Austen. Wait, loves British we don't, we don't literature. A, he loves to read. He loves period films. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves period films. Yeah. He reads more than we do. He sure does. So anyway, but um, great guy. You're an awesome, awesome dad. Thanks for being an awesome dad. Me? Yeah. Well, you're welcome. I try. (laughs) (laughs) I do my best. Dude, he, okay, so Chris works like three jobs and he helps everybody out. Four jobs. (laughs) See, look at that. Four jobs. He, and yet he still gives us all the time in the world that we need and mows our yard and does work and Uh, helps, helps me around the house and stuff. I know our our yard's a thing. It's a little neglected right now. (laughs) It's like almost vertical. (laughs) <laughs> and a forest. So that should tell you how I got to mow that yeah. thing. But it's fun. But we always get the front mowed so people think we're nice and, mm-hmm. and and like, oh, wow, look at that nice little family, that nice little house. And then they go in the backyard. They're like, oh, I see where you let things go. Mm-hmm. I, I see. Mm-hmm. Balance, everyone. <laughs> you can let some things go. So anyway, what are you drinking over there? You got something uh, fun. <clears throat> well, because of Father's Day, I decided to treat yourself. Yeah, buddy. Um, And I got a Five Guys Mocha <gasps> Shake. My God. It's actually empty at the moment. Oh, I man. just finished it. Very good. It's my first shake from Five Guys. I like Five Guys. So good. 
It's probably like, you know, 8,000 calories, mm-hmm. but very worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially if I mow the lawn, it'll take about 20,000 calories <laughs> just to do that. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking because, believe it or not, we're doing this podcast in the afternoon what? during nap time instead of really late at night. And so, who knows? Maybe people will be even better talkers. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So, I'm drinking uh, black coffee this lovely afternoon out of a mug that says the best dad in the whole world <laughs> and has a picture of our precious daughter, Eowyn, on it. Oh, that it. picture's really cute. It's I wonder so if cute. she's really cute. It's funny you mentioned that. Oh, yeah? Let me tell you how cute our kid is. She's, like, really cute. <laughs> she's really cute. That was a good segue into how mm-hmm. cute our kid is. Anyway, this was Chris's cheesy Father's Day gift, and I'm drinking out of it on his behalf since he had a shake. I do love dad jokes already, and I love cheesy mugs with my daughter on it, so... <laughs> So if you got any, it is perfect. It's the perfect gift. <laughs> it really is. Oh boy. Oh, um, we had some feedback on our podcast about how um, we don't share lame stories and have filler. Really? So, oh, good. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> as guys. we have lame stories. So, um, in that regard, I'd like to shout out and share a story. Ooh. One time, I had a cat, and he like knocked over his bowl. The end. That was for Carrie out there. He mentioned <laughs> he mentioned that joke. He, he goes, man, and they're sitting there and they're trying to share a story and it's about their cat knocking over a bowl. And it's like, why am I listening to this? So shout out to Carrie. We'll try to do our best and not have filler stories. Yes, except I do have a great story <laughs> so about you, my listeners. cat. Oh, what's your great story about your cat? This is for Carrie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, Carrie, I got this great I found cat a tick story. on his eyeball yesterday. The other that day. was sad. <laughs> we took care of the tick, guys. <laughs> we gave him medicine. He's good. Thank you for your concern, you. faithful listeners. <laughs> These are the things I'm sure you were worried about. So <laughs> you can all rest easy now. The tick is out of his eye. <laughs> oh, but our other cat we actually haven't seen for two days. Yeah, that's a little concerning. So that is a little concerning. So stay tuned for that update. Stay tuned for the update. So there's your useless cat story, um, although not useless because now you can um, send your thoughts and prayers and positivity. <laughs> For orangey, How do you send cat? positivity? I really don't get that. Yeah, that's really not. I don't I, get that. That's for people who don't have God, and they're like, "Well, I can't pray, so I guess I'll just send Vibes, positivity." Send positivity. Like, I mean, like thinking. that's fine, I guess. I mean, I won't like, I won't reject your positivity. I just don't really know how it travels, but yeah, that's cool. But then again, people think the same thing about prayer, so they just don't know. <clears throat> I don't mind if they say it. It's sweet. I get the sentiment. Yeah. But anyway, Sorn. Let's hope Sorn returns. Come on, Sorn. So today's topic is one that you all knew was coming. We are going to discuss Christian movies. Was that your drum roll? (laughs) (laughs) Christian movies. So we are filmmakers. Mm -hmm. We, We love film. We love to make film. We love to watch films. And Christian movies have always kind of been a... was an interesting thing interesting market <laughs> interesting blotten christian history <laughs> christian things carry a stigma of being not well produced cheesy lots of things and and i agree with that i'm not um i don't run to christian movies very often but once in a great while a good one comes up and we're going to mm-hmm. discuss more about that whether you love them whether you hate them we're going to talk about all that but first we have an awesome interview for you guys that I did with a director and writer of a Christian film that was pretty darn awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, right? I'm putting on my new Blu-ray player 
and I see it has some internal apps. So I'm looking around, and one of the apps is called Voodoo, V-U-D-U. And I was browsing around, and there was a movie on there called Believe Me. And I was like, it looks familiar. I feel like I heard about this movie. Someone recommended it at some point. And I was like, hmm. Well, I'm going to just play it and see how these apps work. Hit play. Wow, great quality. This is pretty cool. The movie starts. I'm like, okay. Oh, this is pretty funny. Oh, this is cool. Oh, that's that's good editing. Nice cinematography. Oh, yeah. Is, is, this is a Christian film, isn't it? No, it couldn't be. No. <laughs> this is too good. Wait a minute. This is really enjoyable. So I pause it. And I run upstairs. I tell Natalie. She's like, cool. So I come back downstairs. I watch another 30 minutes, 40 minutes of it. I'm like, okay, this is too good. So I stop it. And the next day, I was like, okay, we got to watch this movie with me. She's like, okay. So we watched the movie together. We finished it. And it was pretty darn awesome. It was really good. Well made. Well written. Right? Um, awesome natural dialogue. Cinematography. Editing was fantastic. Really Directing enjoyable. was really good. Extremely enjoyable. Great choice of music. <clears throat> I said in one of my reviews that it was as if Babylon B had made a film because it has a lot of satire in it. And it kind of makes fun of Christians, which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Some of you may get offended, but I think that's why it makes it great. It's a fun movie. I won't tell you too much about it because you know me and spoilers. Yeah. But I'll just tell you it follows a group of college students that um, con Christians into paying for their tuition, basically. <laughs> um, it's awesome. And it's original and it's great. And it's made by a great Christian named Will Baki and his team. Uh, he's from Austin. But I, I won't tell you too much more because the interview says it all. So let's cut to the interview. And afterwards, Natalie and I will share our personal thoughts and feelings on Christian films in general. So let's go. All right. We are here with Will Backey, filmmaker. Told you about how I discovered him. How's it going, Will? It's good. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing good. I'm glad we can connect. Oh, I'm so excited. This is uh, an awesome just idea I had, and here you are. It came to fruition. I'm very excited. This is cool. So first question I had, just um, give me a couple minutes about how and why you started making films. Do you consider yourself a quote-unquote Christian filmmaker? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll start with how I got it how I got involved uh, in making Christian films. Uh, so I, I went to Baylor University in Waco, Texas. It's a, uh, it's a Baptist university, and I'd kind of grown up in uh, a Christian home and was pretty involved in my church growing up. And, and when I got to Baylor, uh, you know, it was kind of more of just an interest in, um, I was much more interested in film, I think, at that point than I was in, in religion, to be honest hmm, with you, um, I I kind of saw around my sophomore year that that Baylor was a pretty unique place, at least in my eyes. It it felt like um, everyone was like partying together, drinking together, hooking up with girls um, in college on like a Saturday night, and on a Sunday morning, everybody, all those same people were at church. And huh. I remember just thinking, like, man, it's like a weird uh, kind of dichotomy that we have. Um, that we say we're Christians, but we don't really look any different. Right. And so that's, uh, which is pretty common. I think, uh, unfortunately, I think that that's something Uh that's just very coming of age. I think all like young believers have to kind of wrestle with temptation and wrestle with like what they believe, um, at different times. And so for me, that was just in college. And I decided, um, shortly before the summer 
uh, after my sophomore year that some buddies of mine and I, we wanted to do a road trip. And we realized that, you know, in order to go do a road trip, we needed to have the money to do that. And in order to get the money to do that, we kind of needed a good reason to go on the trip in the first place. And so I had kind of pitched the idea to my buddies that we could make a documentary and we could just interview people all around the United States, all the places that we were traveling to, and just ask them what they believed, ask them what they believe about Jesus, ask them what they think happens when they die. Um, And I I think I was just always a lot more interested in the questions than than the answers. And so I, um, you know, with my buddies, we we went on this like five-week road trip, did a big circle around the United States, and just asked people those questions. And it was very, um, we we were were pretty approaching to people. I mean, it seemed to, uh, be pretty easy to talk to because we didn't really we didn't go into it trying to like change anyone's minds or try to convert people we we really were just college kids wanting to get a better understanding and I think people really responded to that well and so they were willing to talk to us and so we made our first documentary One Nation Under God and then we had a little bit of, a little bit of success with it just showing it at Baylor and at Texas A&M and in Dallas mm-hmm. where all of us were from and we kind of made enough money off of just doing these little screenings yeah. to uh, want to do it again. And so we decided to very unoriginally go do a European <laughs> sequel. And nice. we made our second documentary, Beware of Christians. And that movie is much more about the four of us at that point had realized like, okay, we do believe these things about Jesus. We do want to be Christians, but we don't really know how to do that uh, in hmm. college and, and how to toe that line. And so that movie was a lot more about figuring out how do we, you know, be Christians in college and, and still follow Jesus in the midst of all this temptation. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was really how I got my start. I, I graduated Baylor, moved to Austin, Texas, the greatest city in the world. And, um, hmm. well, I was going to say, that, uh, Natalie's father was a policeman at Baylor for a few years, actually. Oh, no way. So you guys Second met across paths. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Waco is so, a small town, so that it wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, Waco. He's still he's still there. Actually, he's retired, but he's still there. Oh, that's uh, great. That's so awesome. you never. So you, when you started films, you weren't thinking of telling stories right away. You were just wanted to share your thoughts really yeah, with was, others. Yeah, I mean, it's really just like me um, wrestling with my own doubts and questions, yeah. and just kind of putting it all into movies. Um, I had done like some some short comedic you know, um, sketch comedy stuff with friends. And that's kind of how I learned how to edit. And I'm like a big fan of comedy. And so that was kind of always my big, what I wanted to kind of strive towards making comedic films. And I think at the time too, I just felt like Christian films were just the cheesiest (laughs) garbage, you know, and I, I could not bring any friends to see a Christian movie in theaters without rolling my eyes. And so I, I was like, well, maybe we can do this better. Maybe we can make films that, you know, our friends wouldn't hate, uh, that they would sit through and be challenged by. And, um, that was kind of the goal. Cool. That, that's perfect for my next question, which is, yeah, you just, your thoughts on the, I, I like doing a lot of quote unquotes, the quote unquote yeah. Christian films of today, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of become an industry now, um, which I think is unfortunate, yeah. but what are your thoughts on that? Oh man. Um, I could talk about this for hours uh, <laughs> because I've been in the because I was in the space for a while and, and honestly I just have a, a unique um, outlook on it because I I've tried my hand at it and it's just not really I don't think it's for me um, at this at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the way that it's kind of like playing out. Uh, you know, I think Christian films, like I kind of went through sort of the roller coaster of emotions with it where I just like despised it because I thought we're making these really crappy movies and we could be doing so much better Yeah, yeah. to, you know, just cause I don't like this movie or don't think it's good art doesn't mean it's not changing somebody's life and that God isn't using it. So <laughs> exactly. Um, That's the balance. I've seen, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've seen really uh, cheesy movies make a huge impact on people. And so what, you know, who still, am I to say still that, that was valuable? Yeah. Well, I've heard it yeah. said that um, uh, a lot of these Christian films aren't made by filmmakers. They're made by preachers who are just happening using film to preach. Like, what are your thoughts on that? It kind of makes sense to me. It's like, oh, that that, that kind of shows why the quality is so low because they're not really filmmakers there to, like, you know, use the right, art of film. Right. They're just there to preach using the vehicle of film. Right. And I think that was, I mean, I, I definitely think the Kendrick brothers have stated that publicly. Oh, At really? least I think they have, so don't quote me oh, on that. Oh, right. I think that they, the man's I, I heard people, it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think people have talked, I think they've talked about Facing the Giants and Flywheel and just saying like, hey, like these were stories we wanted to put out there. We had no intention of trying to make like an Oscar-worthy yeah, yeah. movie. You know, like... Um, I kind of like Facing the Giants, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, it's... Um, you know, I think that's how it, how it started. And I know there's a lot of Christians, a lot of believers that care about um, the entertainment industry and creating mm-hmm. more content that can challenge people because movies, storytelling, uh, I mean, that's what Jesus did. It's like, it's a, yeah. it's a way to get really complex ideas, um, you know, into hardened men's minds, you know? Yeah, and you, so add, I, I think, you add music to it and, oh man, it's very powerful, you know? Totally. So I actually, which I, I so I made a movie in 2014 called Believe Me and that was, uh, Part of my struggle at the time, too, was like, okay, I, I can go to church and I can feel really overwhelmed by what I think is the Holy Spirit, but it, you know, maybe it is just the lights, maybe it is just the music, maybe it is just like the atmosphere that's kind of being created. And I started to sort of doubt, like, well, if they were worshiping anything up there, would I be reacting the same way? And so, um, believe me, it was kind of about four college, you know, guys that were not believers that wanted to kind of like uh, kind of play the system and they started a fake charity to make money mm-hmm. for tuition. And they, they specifically targeted Christians for that purpose. And so it's <laughs> kind of all about these guys trying to learn Christian culture in order to con it. Yeah. And it's satirical. It's funny, but it's I, to me, what it was, was just saying like, Hey, there's a huge difference between this Christian culture and then the actual gospel of Jesus, the good news Um, and, and it seems like those two worlds are kind of getting, you know, further apart. And so the way that I feel about Christian movies now, the way that I'm best able to explain it to people is, you know, the Christian film industry, like Christian films specifically, like they have a purpose and that purpose is different from purposes of other movies. So the way I describe it is it's like horror films. Like if you go to a scary movie, a Mm -hmm. horror film, like, no one comes out of that movie going, like, man, I really thought the relationship was going to be really good. Or, man, I really thought, like, the story arc was going to be a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> they just come out saying, like, yeah. was I scared? Was I frightened? Yeah, Did it yeah. scare me? Like, that's why you go see a scary movie is to get scared. And it's similar to Christian movies. It's like you only, you only really go watch a Christian movie if you want to be affirmed, encouraged, and uplifted. As a and Christian, the, right? As a Christian, yeah, yeah, totally. Because, I mean, there's so much other things you could watch 
for all different kinds of purposes. But the reason why you sit down and watch a Christian movie is because that's what you want. You want to feel like, um, you know, you're on the right side of things and that you um, want to experience God. And so no one's really going into it going like, man, I heard the story is just like an incredible tale, you know, or I've I've heard that the cinematography is amazing Mm -hmm. or the acting is so phenomenal. Like that's, you know, it's it's really to, it's really for that purpose. So I think that's why we have seen Christian films um, lack in so many areas of um, that the entertainment industry kind of holds, you know, more important like cinematography, like yeah, acting, yeah. like storytelling, directing, all of those things. And so it's it's a bummer, but I do think it's it's getting better. It's just it's still at the point where there's not a lot of movies yet that can ask questions and challenge Christians and still yeah, be yeah. successful in the box office. You know, like the, exactly, that, the, yeah. the, the Christian films that are going to work, that are going to make money in the box office, which like ultimately it's a business. Like you have to continue to make money exactly. with your films or else no one's going to help you make more. Yeah. Um, the ones that do really well are the ones that just beat the audience over the head with the Bible and say, <laughs> you're right. This is true. Yeah. Um, and they affirm, uplift, and encourage. And that's why we have three so. guys not dead. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's a uh, man. There's a movie that came out. I think this weekend. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm like looking this up while we talk about it. Uh, First Reformed is a movie oh, that just with, came uh, out. What's his name? Uh, um, it's the. Paul Schrader directed it, and why am I not? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, that's right. Ethan Hawke. I just saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Did you see it yet? Yeah, and no, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's great, and apparently it's really all about struggling with faith and about a pastor Mm -hmm. who's kind of wrestling with that. I haven't seen it. I can't. I don't want to plug it too much, but um, from what everyone's saying about it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I feel like there are films every once in a while that come out every few years that are like, that are the films that we wish, you know, are out there more and more, but they don't get the hype, right. I think. They don't, well, for one, they don't get the flock of Christians going to see it as they should. And then, right. and then all the non believers don't go see it because it may be Christian. <laughs> so, like, no one sees it. And then right. we see it 10 years later, we're like, where was I when this movie came out? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the only, the, the other, so the other thing with Christian movies that it's moving towards is also like, 100% what Hollywood is doing right now. So because like in our current day and age, there's so much content out there. There's so many things we could be watching on Netflix and in theaters. What Hollywood has realized is that it costs a lot less money to just do a reboot or a sequel oh, yeah. or a New York Times bestseller that they can simply just slap the title of that you know entity up on a billboard and people will go see it. So if you make your own original christian film right like take my movie believe me mm-hmm. you know no one knows what believe me is no one knows what the story is it's going to cost a lot of money to educate audiences about that film seven eight nine ten times to get them to even consider going to see it because it's so True. foreign to them yeah. um then it costs for them to just go see a movie called i can only imagine where like they, <laughs> everyone knows exactly. everyone knows the song everyone is like familiar with what that is um and so it's kind of like food. Like it's kind of like another way I've explained it to people is if I tell my friends, okay, we can go out for pizza, burgers, or shark fin. <laughs> you know, there's only going to be like a really small fraction of the time that anyone wants to go eat shark fin because people like what's familiar. People like what they already know. It's why we mm-hmm. watch the same 
like dumb movies. Like that's why I can watch Dumb and Dumber over and over and over and over again because I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, I don't want to risk an hour and a half watching something (laughs) that I'm not going to like. So there's a science to it, and I think that like what we're going to see in the next couple years, especially is the Christian films that come out are all going to be based on something that already happened, um, or it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be intellectual property that people are already familiar with, you right, know? Right. So, um, but that's what Hollywood's doing. They just, they know that they can't spend the extra money educating audiences on original stories. So with Believe Me, obviously I'm, I loved it and I was all for an original Christian film that wasn't crappy. So, I mean, that's yeah. exactly why you're here. Um, yeah. what, what, what was some of the responses and reactions you got from it? Like how many people, like, did you get a, a lot of audiences or did no um, one see it yeah, and how did man. they respond? Yeah, I mean, we um, it was a, it was a really interesting uh, movie, and honestly, I've I've we had a very similar trajectory to what happened with Blue Like Jazz um, with Donald Miller's film, and that we kind of tried to hit two targets, and then by doing that, we missed both. So uh-huh. we made a like Believe Me was a film that I wanted to make that you could sit down as a, as a college student, whether you're an atheist or whether you're a Christian and enjoy and have fun and laugh and, and find common ground in that. So we kind of, but what we found is that the movie was too secular for Christians and it was too Christian for secular audiences. So there's swearing in it. There's uh, yeah. drinking in it. Dude, yeah, that, is, that is exactly like where me and my wife are at right now. Like I say those exact words. I'm like, I'm stuck in the middle because I'm not Christian enough for this whole Christian market, but I'm not, you know, secular quote-unquote enough for the yeah but i mean like those same what's interesting is like as soon as you bring the christian label into it or as soon as like audience to sniff that out all of a sudden there is a precedent that gets put on there that people do not apply to other things like we can go watch like making a murderer or (laughs) the next like you know um action film that comes out that's like r-rated and has like crazy stuff and it's like way worse and we don't think twice about it. But mm-hmm. as soon as it becomes sort of a Christian thing, it, it really does have like a weird taste. Oh, and yeah. and I, I can under I can understand that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the other part of this whole equation is just distribution. I mean, that was what a big problem for us was. It's like we had a lot of um, we had a lot of support on the Christian side, but all of the distribution partners on the Christian angle were like, dude, we don't know what to do with your movie. Like, our audiences are going to hate this. Like, our audiences are like the far right-wing conservative Christians who want to go in and just be affirmed. They want to be encouraged. Like, (laughs) Not made fun of, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, they they don't want to be made fun of. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to, like, consider this whole idea of what you guys are talking about. And I get that. Like, that's why it's not going to work with them and none of the Christian distributors really wanted to back it. And then from a secular angle, it's, the same thing it's like well we don't know that audience like we don't know who's going to come see this and so they it 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 was something that we kind of had to push ourselves and you know we only have so much uh experience doing it sounds like the problem like money talks as they say so it sounds like the problem may be not in the filmmakers but in the audience if the audience can can wake up to be challenged and to see movies that you know aren't just totally affirming them and Jesus saves me moment, then, you know, producers will see yeah. that like, Oh, they will go see this movie and then maybe we'll have a market eventually. I mean, that's my hope. Totally. Anyway. Well, we, the problem on our hands to me looks like this. I, so we toured our, our documentaries around to like colleges and high schools uh-huh. for about a year and a half. We did 150 screenings at 
all these different college campuses, all these different like Christian colleges, secular colleges, like every state university we hit. Um, and I know that there's Christians on all of those campuses that are like me, like that love yeah. watching, that listen to Kanye West and all, <laughs> and Chance the Rapper and all, Lecrae. Like you can listen to all of those things and not be ostracized for it. And so I know that they're out there, but there's still no distribution model to them. And the other part of that equation is that we don't really care about Christian content. Like our yeah, generation is not not going out to the theaters to support Christian movies. Like we just aren't really interested in that. Um, the ones that I think are doing it the best are not really in the film space yet. It's like guys like Chancellor Rapper on the music side who are just making great work and happen to be Christians and happen yeah. to talk about it. You know, um, I think Relevant Magazine does a great job uh, in the publication side of like they speak on religious topics, but they also like put Nick Offerman on their cover yeah. and they just want to know about his life. And he's like staunch atheist also yeah. happen to be in believe me. <laughs> uh, and so I think, I think there's a way to do it. I just haven't seen it work yet. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know who's going to crack that. I think that the thing, I think if, if you asked me like, what's the best way to crack it, I would say, do it about a true story. Do yeah, it about yeah. like a crazy, do a crazy true story that Christians will feel safe entering into that know the outcomes. They know that there's going to be like an altar call at the end and everything's going to work out, <laughs> but there's just like crazy stuff leading up to it yeah, that yeah. brings everybody else in the door, you know? Uh -huh. um, but see, then I could so think, I could think of a film filmmaker being like, oh, let's make it rated R just for rated R's sake. And then it's a horrible movie still. <laughs> like you still got to learn yeah. how, to, how to tell stories well too. You know, there's always a balance. I know, man. I'm not. I'm not really sure what it is. I don't know. What it's gonna be. I mean, like Passion of the Christ. Exactly, like they yeah. obviously is like R-rated, terrible stuff in it. But everyone's like, ultimately, this is about Jesus. So we're gonna go take our youth groups to it and expose fourteen yeah, that girls was, to this. That was an anomaly. That was amazing anomaly. I remember those days. So when I came out, I yeah. was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. They call it Passion so, Dollars. I, I mean, what we're seeing now, I think, is still because of that. In '04, that kind of started this whole passion dollars as they call it like oh christians will right. go see a movie if you know there's a whole market and so let's tap into it and then boom fox face yeah. or whatever is created and blah 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 yeah yeah but, so, got, but i mean all of the people that are really investing in it are going to stay in that market that they know is working yeah. which is the you know bible something so maybe we see another passion of the christ moment where it just kind of an anomaly just blows up a whole nother door to a whole nother market that yeah know, we'll find maybe. out Maybe. So, final question. Um, we kind of already went into a little bit. Just any advice for any Christians that are listening who are filmmakers or who want to kind of begin that career? Like, any advice, anything that you went through that I wish someone had told me that before I started type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, like, the best piece of advice I can give you is just don't wait around for permission. Like, you have a nicer camera on your phone than I did when I made my first documentary. <laughs> and I ended up getting distribution for that. Like, the quality of it, like... It, it should matter to you. I, I, I want to see Christian films like elevate and have better quality all on all aspects of the, the medium. But like, if you're just starting out, like that shouldn't be your primary focus. It should be storytelling. Yes. Um, and you should get out there and you should do it because you know, the, it, it's just like a, it's a new world, man. Like everything's changing. Oh, man, Cameras so are fast. so cheap. Uh -huh. Like you have the technology and the access. So, so go do it. Awesome. So yeah. anything you want to plug? Um, what are you up to now? What's next? And where, where's the best place people can find you and your work? 
Yeah, man. Um, so I uh, run a company called Riot Studios. Um, you can go to riotstudios.com to see some stuff. I'm also releasing willbackey.com very soon. And I just actually uh, directed and wrote like a short thriller. I love psychological nice. thrillers and, and wanted to kind of you know, try my hand at that. So I'm, I'm releasing something called The Study very soon. And so you can go to willbackey.com and see that. Um, a, a trailer for that and uh yeah that's it be on the lookout i'm working on a new movie now and um hopefully gonna be shooting that in november so we're we're casting and going through that process amazing well thanks so much again this was fantastic wish we had three hours we could probably talk for three hours on it but that's fine i know it <clears throat> but, come to austin and we'll we'll have a beer hey, that and, sounds and fun. talk more sounds great Alrighty. all right well thanks again and uh good luck on your endeavors Thanks so much. You too, Chris. Good talk to you. All right. Did you guys like that interview? I sure hope so because it was fun. Natalie didn't make it, if you didn't <laughs> notice, to that interview. As soon as it started, um, our child needed to go to bed. So yes. she was taking care of Eowyn while I did the interview. Yes. Miss Miss Eowyn was not wanting to go to bed. But I did get to meet him real fast. And yes. he seems like a really awesome guy. So you guys have heard enough of me. So I'll let Natalie start this discussion on um, what you thought of the interview and our thoughts on Christian films in general. Well, it's really exciting anytime you find someone who like says what you feel and think and say all the time. You're like, how are you saying my exact words? Mm-hmm. So we, I had read some interviews, written interviews with Will Bucky before, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy has our brain. And then the movie's <laughs> really good, and then uh, it was really exciting to get to have the interview with him. And I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, what he said is what I could sum up. But... We, anytime we want to talk about Christian movies, it is hard because it's like we're not here to badmouth the people making them because I do believe that there are wonderful people behind these films. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and genuine Christians, people who, they have a different mission than we do, but I still respect the mission. It does just kind of make me sad is maybe where I disagree, though, with the reasons for their movies is, yeah, when they do come off a little preachy, they're not they're not accessible to a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like he, he mentioned in the interview, it's the story. The story always gets lost because it's more important to have like this visual sermon instead of a story that can challenge you and not tell you mm-hmm. what to think, but give you an opportunity to think for yourselves. And I believe... Christian movies aren't the only ones guilty of this. We're the most evident, I think, Christian movies because it's definitely not hiding <laughs> its purpose or mm-hmm. the target audience. But I believe any filmmaker, whether they think they are or not, they're coming from a particular worldview. So anytime we make a film, we don't want it to be labeled a Christian film because we do want it to just be a good story and and told very well for everyone. And you can come to your conclusions and a lot of people would say, well, I didn't have, I don't have a specific worldview. I just made this movie and it was artsy. I'm like, well, you probably did. Yeah, you just everyone didn't has even, a worldview. Yeah, you just, yeah, you do. So I think there's two different categories that a lot of times Christians fall into. There are the Christians who want to make Christian movies for a Christian audience. And that I think there is a market for that because there are Christian families who they want to take, you know, the whole family to a movie and not have to worry about gratuitous sex or violence or or cussing or whatever and so they know it's a safe movie they can see Mm -hmm. but then where chris and i are more like well we want to make movies that bring uh, some sort of truth um to an audience but it's not we're not necessarily making it for christians 
that's not really even in my mind. I'm like, I want them to enjoy it, of course, but it's it's a separate thing. It's more like I want someone to come into that movie and it doesn't matter if it was made by a Christian or not. It's just going to be a good film. Now, I think there are a lot of terrible movies out there and a lot of terrible lies out there. And I do want every film we do to kind of combat one of those lies with the truth because I feel like we need more of both sides presented. Mm -hmm. And there is definitely a heavier influence of, I guess you could say, like secular influence. So I think it's okay to have somewhat of a maybe more wholesome I don't think Christian movies should be exclusively wholesome. No, no, no. That's, I think, where the problem is. When people think, oh, Christians are making movies, therefore it must be wholesome because it's Christian. Yeah. But that's, I think, a big part of the failure of these Christian movies because they have that mindset when it's like, no, we can tell great stories. Yeah. Or like Will said in the interview as far as the movies... If you're telling a great true story and there's some stuff in it that tells helps tell the story and makes the emotional impact matter, then that's okay. You know, I mean, Passion of the Christ, perfect example, of course, it's like, it's not a family movie, right. but it's totally a quote-unquote Christian film. <laughs> I don't see how it couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is Christ in the film. Uh, Jim Caviezel is amazing, by the way. Um, yeah. We saw him live talk, and we've seen him talk, and he's great, and... That was really a Mel Gibson, I mean, a Jim Caviezel film, not really a Mel Gibson film, once you kind of look at the behind the scenes. Yeah. It's cool. For real. So my beef with Christian movies is a lot of times they don't portray real life in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And the Christian's rarely the bad guy or rarely in the wrong. Wait, 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 wait. But in secular movies, the Christians are always the bad guy. Always the bad guy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Which is also not real life. Yeah. No, so. I mean, both could be real life. Sometimes there's really great Christians who who are don't do a lot of bad. And then on the opposite end, yes, Christians are always portrayed as the snooty, judgmental, mean, mm-hmm. dumb, what have you in secular movies. So we need some, yeah, some middle ground. Mm-hmm. The other problem I have with them is a lot of times it just appears that if you say a prayer or once you give your life to God, then all your prayers get answered and everything works out great. All your problems. Exactly. And that is also not (laughs) what the Bible says about Christianity for one. Or how real life works. Or how real life works. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Do prayers get answered? Sure they do. Miracles happen? Of course. Yes. And like But that's just lazy storytelling. It's like, here's the conflict. And then you're kind of like, I wonder what's going to happen. (laughs) Let me guess. He's going to figure out he was wrong. He's going to change his ways, make a prayer, and then it'll all turn out. Wow. Who saw that coming? Man, nobody. Like he mentioned, Christians want to go in there to be affirmed. And I think that Christians, like everybody else, need to be challenged. Yes. Which is what we mentioned, why why we did appreciate his, his film, is it was okay to laugh at ourselves a little bit and almost see ourselves through someone else's lens like Mm -hmm. that's okay there's no problem with that but i personally have been more moved by secular movies that portrayed i I guess you could say portrayed christians or holier people like like think les mis or something Mm -hmm. like that I don't know if that was a Christian who wrote it or not. I don't know. You mean Victor Hugo? Yeah, Victor Hugo. I don't know his religious beliefs. But that story moves me more and makes me want to be more like Christ than God's Not Dead. 
Ooh. And God's Not Dead. I won't say this with all Christian movies, but this one specifically, I will be extreme enough to say mm. that I think it more harms the gospel than helps it. Meaning, if I was an atheist, or if I was someone who didn't believe in Christ, and I saw that, which I know firsthand that a lot of Christians invited their unsafe friends to go see, yikes! I would feel like I wouldn't want to be a Christian after seeing that. Mm. I would wonder why you brought me to see this film. Confession, we haven't seen Guys Not Dead until like a few weeks ago. <laughs> Well, yeah. Because we were preparing for this podcast, and we're like, well, if we're going to do a podcast, we got to watch that one. Yeah. Especially because of nowadays. And there actually is a third one coming out, which, wow. So, I, mean, I think it, God's Not Ted kind of hits them all as far as why. It's almost, like, <laughs> it's almost like Babylon B made a film, <laughs> like a Christian film, to make fun of Christian films. That's how bad God's Not Dead seemed. <laughs> Because it had everything cliche about Christian films all in one package. It had the Christians being awesome, the atheists being totally evil. It had flat out preaching. And it's every just... other religious person was terrible. Oh, yeah. Except and, the Christians. Oh, yeah, except the Christians. And um, the really bad actors, the casting was like so like out of the box cliche. The music was horrible, and of course, it has to end in a Christian concert. That's it was a little how you, racist too. That's what you do. It was a little racist, um, just a tiny, just a smidge. What else? Uh, but see, I don't want people to think we're just here making fun of Christian movies. Like, oh, they're so evil, like so dumb, blah blah blah. I don't want to be that person, right? Sometimes I am, and I admit that. Yeah. But I don't want to be that person. I don't want to just talk negative about these films. I hope that when we do talk about them, it's for a purpose. And my purpose is to shine a light on, like you said, I think it's doing more harm than good. Like yeah, Not hey, all of them, but, but this one in yeah, particular. This yeah, this in particular, is, you know, but there are others that are doing the same thing. Like, I don't know if this is doing what you think it's doing, or we can do better, like, the reason I'm so harsh sometimes is because obviously we're feeling like it's ourselves, so it's like we feel it more like, yeah, this is our people yeah, in our industry, and it's just like, ah, we can do better. Like, Yeah, it makes us feel very disconnected. Like, do you not know the world you're in right now? Exactly. Like, we got to meet people where they are right now. How do you not see? But that's the thing. I think they do see, they being the producers, they do see lots of Christians going to see it. They do see That's, lots of yeah. money being made. Yeah. It's almost not on them because if we're filling the seats and paying money, they're going to make another one. Yeah. But if we stop giving Christians a pass on this, on films itself, mm. let's let's make a statement by saying, you know what? I think we can do better, so I'm going to not see that movie. Yeah. I think our standards should be higher. They should because we're from God. And God is the creator. Yes. So, like we talked about in the music podcast, which I we did. Did we do the Christian music one? Or we're going to get there, maybe. I don't know. We touched on it a little I bit. I think we touched on but it. But it's yeah. like that same thing. It goes yeah. with all the arts. God is the creator. He's the most creative. I feel like we should be doing better than anybody else. We should be mm-hmm. doing the best. Because it's like, 
this is our God. We believe he created the world. If he's the most creative person there is who made everything that there is, why are we settling for less? Like mm-hmm. we should be at least I'm not that we've made wonderful, amazing films, but we should be pushing ourselves to do mm-hmm. even better than the best films that's out there now, Christian or secular. Oh, and let's not copy them. Let's not. Oh, God. Like. Oh my gosh! Like I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Christian Avengers movie or oh, yeah. a Christian whatever, like a cinematic universe movie or yeah, you know what I mean? Like copying. We yeah. like we don't have to just look at the world. What are they doing? Let's do what they're doing, but make it Christian. No, like please don't. stop doing that. How about we go? Let me be original and let me make up something that no one's done before, and let me just do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's our same concept, like, it, it, it almost does apply to actual witnessing when you think about it, which I think is why a lot of people make Christian movies, is to be a witness, right? I think. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Some, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times Christians want to witness till they see some salvation or like, mm-hmm. boom. But as our as Greg Kokel says, who we love to listen to, he's more about apologetics, but this applies here, is I want to leave a pebble in their shoe. I want to give them something to think about. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's enough for me with a film. If I can get you thinking about something or maybe even thinking a, a thinking differently than you have before, or maybe you are an atheist and now you're thinking a little bit about Christianity or seeing it in a different light or seeing Christ in a different light than you have before, then that's enough. I've done my job. I don't need to force you into some sort of conversion right here. Like, that's not the point. I, will, I mean, it might be the point of some films. Again, this is what Chris and I's heart is. We don't want to do that. Go mm-hmm. to church, go get saved. That would be great. Get saved. And or then, get saved, then go to church. Or get saved, then go to church <laughs> or whatever. And I, I mean, I have had people say, but Natalie, people got saved when they saw God's not dead. Hey, I am 100% okay with that. If people get saved, I don't care how they got saved. I, that is not bad to me. I'm not like, oh, well. I wish they hadn't got saved that way. No, of course I'm for that. I mean, God used an ass in the Bible. I get that he can use anything. (laughs) That's okay. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't strive to make better films. Mm -mm. And, okay, so say you do want to be a Christian who makes Christian films for Christians. Well, still, challenge Christians as well. If you're more like Chris and I who want to make movies that just present different truths to everyone, a wider audience, and it's not just for Christians, it's not just for Christians to enjoy, well, then do that, too. Always be striving to be better. And like you talked a little bit about earlier is the wholesomeness. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because a lot of stories in the Bible were pretty rough, kind of violent. Mm-hmm. It was like human nature in the raw. And we're afraid to do that. I'm like, why do people think Christians suddenly don't know how to handle that people go through pain or mm-hmm. hardship or that people drink and cuss and have addictions and sleep around? Like, mm-hmm. what world are you living in? Like, this stuff still happens, mm-hmm. which is why I appreciated that. And believe me, it might sound silly, but I appreciate that the characters cussed. Why? They because those Christians. characters would have cussed. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, anytime I watch a Christian movie in the quote unquote, to quote you, unquote, <laughs> unsafe character cusses and then they're like that dang da 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 it takes you out of it because I'm oh like I've gosh. been around that person and that's not what they'd say right yeah, there yeah when they say dang or gosh darn yeah gosh darn you're like, like wow well, this is non-real this is not re- this is not reality and 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 the harsh truth is I think that the people you're trying to reach aren't going I don't think they're going I think mm-hmm. you are giving Christians an, an attaboy but no one else is coming to see them. Mm-hmm. So that's where I challenge a Christian filmmaker. If you're actually wanting to make a movie that brings people to Christ, which I do think a lot of these think they're doing, 
Um, that's why I come back to God's Not Dead mm-hmm. because people promoted it as a bring your unsafe friends. No, they didn't. Yes. No. Yes. And okay. that God, Son of God movie. Oh, well, we won't go there. Oh, please. And here's the problem. I know some of the makers behind these movies, and I do think they are cool people. So it, it's hard to talk about this because, I, like you said earlier, I don't want to just slay I don't want to just be mean. But I do think Christian to Christian, we need to challenge one another to do better. They don't know their audience. They don't know what we would see. They think what we want to see is just a Christian telling an atheist the real facts and tell him like it is until he dies <laughs> which, <laughs> which is what happens but i know for us like with our first feature film human people we did kind of have a theme like okay well what's something we feel like a lot of times in the world we feel like we're losing humans intrinsic value given by god okay well let's tackle that but instead of us just having two characters saying hey we should stop killing our babies so I was like, well, no, let's let's follow a woman through a journey of having a child in a hard condition. Let's follow a guy who doesn't even like people. Let's follow this fun kid who's mm-hmm. along for the ride. Like, we just wanted to show you these people put in this position, watch what they go through. And you can either relate to them or not, kind of like you said, like, mm-hmm. let the chips fall where they may. You might be like, eh, I don't really care about that. Or you might be like, wow, that, that was a good point. Wow, I'm thinking about older people, mm-hmm. babies or something in a different way than I did before seeing these people go through this journey. And that's that's what I mean by like presenting a, a something that, yes, maybe from a Christian worldview, here's a truth I believe. Let's tell a story with maybe that as the theme. But yeah, I never want it to be force fed to me. I mean, and also mm-hmm. I think makes... But don't we have to have the full gospel and a salvation <sighs> moment at the end? Oh, gosh. See, that's what I mean. It makes me feel like you think we're dumb. Oh, and where's the church? You got to have a church scene you have to have with a church the main scene. character sitting there all by himself. And then so the pastor it's like, walks up behind up his right shoulder and says, what are you doing here? And they have a nice discussion. And then he goes on and that's his turning point. I've literally seen it like 10 times in films. Yes, we've seen uh, it 10 times. Noe so I'm like, Ying. so you don't think I can get the story without that. You're treating me like an idiot. And I feel like that's what's <laughs> happening a lot of times is where we don't think people can read through the subtext. We don't think people can use critical thinking and we don't think people can follow the story along unless we lay it out and have the preacher come and put the shoulder, his hand on the shoulder and mm-hmm. bring him to Christ. Like, I don't know. I've been moved so much more by stories that just show people in real life going through hardships, overcoming hardships. Like, come on now. You know Aragorn's speech. <laughs> you know? Sam Wise's speech. That's not gospel. That's not nothing. But you know what? It stirs something within me that makes me more excited when I do think about the journey that humans are mm-hmm. on. You know? It did so much more than... So, I'm, I'm not saying I hate all Christians and Christian films i just i just i'm frustrated i know it sounds like we're saying we hate all christians and christian films but that's just how we sound but we don't i hope you think i hope you know that we're kind of nice toward christian films because we and christian music we and, were kind of nice towards both well christian music is uh, we, we try just joking, just joking. look christian music has a lot more great artists out there doing great stuff we just, as Christians, have to go find them and listen yeah. to them more than the crappy radio stuff. Same with Believe same, Me. We got to yeah. find Same them. thing with the films, guys. Like, go find these great ones and use your money and your butt in the seat to tell producers that we want more of these. Mm-hmm. We want more Believe Me. Yeah. We want more... What's another good one? Uh, human People. Human People. That's our <laughs> film. Uh, we want more... The Giver was the really giver. good. We want... we want more... 
Risen was a great film, 2016. Silence. The Conjuring was even... Has some strong Christian themes. The Blind Side's arguably good. Another true story. Bella. Got to meet that director. He was great. 2007. It's a good um, film made by Christian. End of the Spear. Of course, the um, Narnia movies. The first one and second one. Third one, not so much. Um, Passion of the Christ. Con of Monte Cristo with Jim Caviezel has some good Christian themes. Ooh, 1995, Joseph. That was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, 1960, Ben-Hur. Oh, that one is fantastic as well. And of course, believe me... Oh, you know what? A Quiet Place, the new John Krasinski movie. That has some strong Christian themes and family themes. What was oh, that? Soul Surfer was not that bad. Soul Surfer was pretty good. But again, it's a true story, so they didn't have to put to the To Save a gospel. Life, I remember. Something like that. To, to Save a, a life, life. We thought was okay. We was thought it was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a nice list of some great films you may like that have some Christian themes that we can think of off the top of our head. Original, well-made Good storytelling films is what we need. Yes. I'm but that's why I'm saying I'm still all for, like, the family-friendly movies, though. Family-friendly is good. Yeah. But they could still be, like, Pixar. Come on. That's true. They tell themes. There's emotion. There's good storytelling. Oh, my gosh. And forgiveness. And, and dealing with heartache. Exactly. And helping the fatherless. Oh, they just cover it all. Pixar. Exactly. Come on. It's it's okay it's to be, it's good to be, fa- I mean, it's possible to be family-friendly and tell good stories. Yeah. I just want to see more original films in general. Yeah. But can you imagine if Christians just got on board and got backers to make original films? It'd be nice. That tell powerful stories, that moved hearts, that started conversations. Yeah. Let's make movies that spark conversations because the movies shouldn't be the church we bring them to or the movies shouldn't be... The gospel, like, oh, I'm witnessing because I'm taking my atheist friend to see you guys not dead. No, you're not. You need to take your friend, atheist friend, to see, you know, XYZ movie that at afterwards you can be like, huh, that was a great movie. You know, that one character mentioned this one thing, and you're like, yeah. And then you spark a conversation, and then boom, you're the witness. You share the gospel with them, and, you know, bring them And you're them to both Christ. talking. You're, you're both hanging out with a discussion about it. It's not just a one-sided... Yeah. Hear me, hear me, hear me. It's like, it, you, I want a film that we can both be talking about. A film that sparks conversation so you can have the opportunity to be a light and to witness and to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Don't let the movie do your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a friend at work, good friend named Zach. Shout out to Zach. I don't think he'll listen to this, but maybe he will. <laughs> and uh, we started watching movies together. <clears throat> He's not a Christian, but, you know. He's cool. We start watching movies, and we like to discuss the movies. A lot of the movies we watched had a lot of strong Christian themes, <laughs> like Silence, uh, the one that came out mm. um, with Andrew Garfield and Liam Neeson. And then, <clears throat> you know, it was a great film, well made, and then afterwards we had a great discussion. Uh, there was a movie he wanted to show me called The Witch. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it was a very non-feel-good movie, although it was really well made and really interesting and had a really awesome scene with a little boy actor. Man, he was good. Anyway, it was about witches and like the Salem witch trials back in the day. But again, the family was Christian and they're trying to you know battle the demons, whatever. So again, we had spiritual conversations afterwards. Um, and then there was another movie, Book of Eli. He hadn't seen that, so I showed him that. Another great film, Christian Themes. And then we started having lots of discussions. So I think 
if we can get our mind to that, let's make great films with great stories that can start conversations, I think, are way more productive, Mm -hmm. not only for sharing the gospel, but just in moving people's hearts toward God and toward good conversation. Yeah. I think we need to focus on that more. Yeah. Do you agree with me, Jim? I concur. So if you're shaking your head thinking, Chris and Natalie, I know a ton of awesome Christian movies. I don't know what you're talking about. Please let us know. Mm-hmm. Let us know what they are because, yeah, we, we don't know we don't know every single movie that's ever been made. Maybe there's a Believe Me that you've found mm-hmm. that maybe we could. I think a long time ago, China Cry was a TBN mm-hmm. movie that actually was pretty good. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys remember that, but I remember mm-hmm. I like China Cry. It happens. They happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not. There are people who have their heart and soul and passion into this. So I, I know that this is going to be very offensive to those people who've poured their hearts and souls into a God's Not Dead or some movie Filmmaking that I might be hard work. It is sure. hard work, yeah. There's, like we said, there's a lot of good people on there, but the movies suck. Or I don't <laughs> think they're they're doing what you want them to do. Okay. That's a nice way to put it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I know. I tell you what. So anyway, what do you guys think? Do you love the Christian movies? Do you hate the Christian movies? Go ahead. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're right. Uh-huh. Please go see Believe Me. Please go see it's Believe free, Me. It's free. Not free on Prime. But if you have Prime, you can watch it there. Um, or it's free with a few ads on Vudu. V-U-D-U. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Free Look account. It up. All right. Is there anything else? We're going to think of it later. That's true. I'm not going to be able to sleep being like, oh, yeah, this thing that I feel about Christian movies because I've only been on this soapbox for 15 years. Look us up on Twitter. I'm at Natalite. He's that Chris Cloud. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook. Find us on slash Facebook. Slash a couple thoughts. Slash a couple thoughts. Uh, remember the hashtag a couple thoughts. If you're enjoying these at all, even a little bit, or maybe you hate them and you want to share it so other people can hate it with you, just share it. Share mm-hmm. it regardless. Whether you love it or hate it, that will really help us out. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, I'm Natalie Hernandez, signing off. Chris, you just hit me in my chest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris Hernandez, signing off. My chest hurts. I was trying to do Not like re- the... I'm joking. Like, I know, your so turn. Funny. With my little Kermit hands. Boop, boop. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day, Dad. And my kid is super cute. She's so cute. And okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.